Hey fellow tennis nerds and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Nerd Podcast. This time I talked to Jeffrey Ye from Hazel Rackets. It's an Australian brand. They started their journey a couple of years ago. They've been going pretty strongly of late. They have an uh, ambassador in Henri Leconte and they make some really nice rackets, I must say, after having playtested them for a week or two. And I will create also a full-scale review of the Hazel Rackets very soon. They also make bags, strings, and some overgrips. And in this episode, I talked to Jeffrey about their journey, about the plans they have for the future, and what is behind these blacked out rackets and their other products. I hope you like it. And if you do, please share it with your tennis friends and subscribe to the channel. That is all for now. Over to the podcast. Have a nice day and take care. Are you on lockdown or no? Uh, fortunately, in Adelaide, we are doing pretty well in South Australia. So um, we are actually um, living kind of within a, like, I guess, a bubble ourselves, and we're we're doing pretty well in the sense that we haven't really had many cases, and there's not many restrictions on us here compared to um, Victoria, which is um, the state next to us, who um, well, Victoria still still has quite a lot of restrictions, but they're heading in the the right direction with lower case numbers daily. Um, but oh, Australia as a whole is 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 pretty pretty uh, on top of the response. I would say um, they've learned some hard lessons, but they're very strict with you know incoming passengers and and um, restricting even citizens from from leaving the country. So, oh wow. Um, in that sense, yeah, like, for example, if I wanted to leave the country for anything, I'd have to get permission. So um, not allowed to leave uh, unless there's a good reason. Um, and I think I heard someone say that even if you leave, you have to sign a form saying you can't come back, you know, soon or have to wait a while because, um, yeah, there, there's still a lot of Aussies um, trapped overseas who can't get back because they put caps on a uh, number of people who can come in because uh, everyone comes back now needs to pay for their two-week hotel quarantine so it's oh, wow. a, definitely a tricky situation um yeah it's quite quite a expensive yeah uh, experience um but you know unfortunately uh, i haven't been yeah stuck in any of it so just just been yeah going all right here which is good yeah it sounds good i mean i know it's it's a crazy situation in general because it's it's so difficult to know from one country to the next and in some cases like yours it's different states and so on same in the us some That's states right. don't, they don't give a damn and some states are, are super um keen on locking down or, or making sure that it's yeah. as, as little as movement as possible uh, in malta where i am it's um it's a little bit nuts at the moment in terms of cases uh, compared to our oh. small size uh, it was we were like one of the best situations in in Europe. I would say maybe in the world because we had like three active cases, and then uh, they had some parties during summer, and then it just kind of snowballed <laughs> uh, after that. Uh, and uh, nice. so it's, yeah, it's but they're not doing. I mean, the restrictions on like being able to uh, when you're in in like indoor space uh, along other people, you have to wear a mask. Uh, like when you're getting to the table uh, in, in a restaurant, you have to wear a mask and they're quite good with like offering sanitation and stuff everywhere, uh, hand sanitizers and stuff so like that. Uh, but there are not that many restrictions. I, I can still play tennis, still uh, go oh, to a right. restaurant. I can't go to the pub and sit at the bar, uh, which I think is probably good because that's when it's spreading quite a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. And people are trying to kind of socially distance, but in the Mediterranean culture, it's very much 
hugs and kisses and talking loudly <laughs> close, you know, so it's it's not of that course. easy for people here to just say, hey, yeah. Yeah, we have to sacrifice this, you know. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, oh, it's, it's very difficult. And um, yeah, I guess hopefully, you know, things get better soon. And don't know if, you know, if a vaccine is around the corner or if, if that, that will, you know, um, help um, with everything, you know, keep our fingers crossed. It's good that tennis is, is back on, you know, Rome is on right now. US Open was, was completed, which is fantastic. And hopefully, you know, the tour keeps going. Um, Roland Garros just around the corner, looking forward to that as well. Um, yeah, no, I guess fingers crossed. And hopefully, I mean, if the government, you know, will allow it, hopefully the Australian summer of tennis will go ahead as well. Um, which, which, yeah, would, would be great because, um, you know, there's, tournaments in pretty much every big city but i guess it's uh time will tell <laughs> yeah exactly so usually you you string your background in tennis you string i know you're like a master racket technician and and you do uh string at like the australian open i know uh, so what's what's your background in tennis must be quite quite deep yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I started playing tennis when I was, uh, I think, nine years old. Uh, just, just a kid wanted something to do. Always enjoyed sports, and and tennis was was something that I just naturally um, just gravitated towards. Um, in Adelaide, um, tennis courts are, are everywhere. We're we're very very lucky um, in the sense that we have a lot of uh, clubs, a lot of public courts, and um, tennis is very much part of the culture. So, um, yeah, I started playing when I was young. I kind of um, took it somewhat seriously I never really took it seriously enough to to make a career out of it but um once I started playing more and breaking strings more I naturally thought oh you know this this is starting to get out of hand I think I was breaking strings every two weeks or something and I was thinking gee you know if, if I could string my own rackets that would 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 be great so I looked into it you know started with one of those drop weight machines and and slowly sort of learnt along um, the way um, was fortunate enough to to sort of meet some some great people um, along the way to to help me out, um, and so so it only sort of got more and more, and then eventually I sort of um, yeah went and decided to to take string a little bit more seriously and went and got the qualification and um, started to to string for sort of more higher profile events, um, just locally mainly, um, started with the World Tennis Challenge, which was an exhibition um, after the Adelaide International left, and then did that for a few years, did a couple of Davis Cup ties, and then this year the Adelaide International came back, which was great, a combined sort of a ATP WTA event. So I think it was sort of the Sydney event coming down to Adelaide because Sydney got the ATP Cup. So that was that was great fun, just um, organising that. Um, it was a bigger event, so I couldn't do it myself. Had to put a team together, and um, which which was a lot of work, but at the same time, great experience. And, um, yeah, so still, still, still hit these days, you know. I still love my tennis, still try to work on my game a little bit here and there, um, but mainly sort of um, – focused on more the technical side of things and and just um, working with with other players and clients and and whatnot which which has been yeah really 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 good fun uh, I really enjoy playing with the the frames I played with them for about an hour today uh, I got a lot of low rackets to test at the moment and, and those felt really like true and okay, yeah. um, I, I enjoyed the feel of them and I, I will be playing with them a lot more uh, but how did you come up with the idea to create your own brand and and um, what's behind the name? The the name is is actually a, a combination of uh, my surname and um, my um, 
business partner who's the co-founder um, part of his surname. So um, we kind of tweaked a bit with the letters. We, we were kind of thinking long and hard about it for, for quite some time, but then uh, we, we settled on that eventually because it kind of was something that was easy to read and kind of reasonably sounded all right. So we just went with that. Um, we basically just sat down together as friends and, and just thought to ourselves, we, we both enjoy our tennis and we thought, gee, you know, Australia has such a rich like culture and heritage in tennis yet you know we don't have any real active tennis companies or racket um, companies at the moment so we kind of thought and well you know that could be an opportunity um, so let's let's look at doing something like that um, but with with a bit of a, a twist we didn't want to sort of just be a conventional company where we just made the products and sold them as is because um, you know the market is saturated with with big, big brands that do that already. So, you know, if we didn't really have much of a point of difference, there wasn't really a point to it. So um, that's where I guess my, I guess, Mark Racket sort of customizing and master racket technician expertise started to become more useful. Um, we thought, okay, what if we were to take the rackets, but then eliminate the tolerance from the manufacturing, like what all the um, pro players do? Uh, well, not all, but most of them do. And um, essentially, we kind of use that as the, um, uh, the the framework for how we were going to to build build Hazel. And um, yeah, then what what eventuated was um, yeah a, a small line of products that we've um, just tried and tested um, mainly locally with with local players that we're comfortable with in terms of specs and in terms of quality. Um, so something that we just wanted to to be. Yeah, proud of I guess, and so far it's it's going pretty okay. We're we're a very small company, but we're slowly growing, um, and we're only sort of now, only recently, more finalised with our, our product range and and starting to I guess get the word out and and get some feedback from all over the world, which so far has been pretty positive. So it's a cool journey. I think a lot of tennis uh, people, it's their dream to have their own kind of racket brand. So I think uh, that's a, it's a good way. It's a good thing to see that you went for it, and then it's it's actually been um been been you know a reality now for a while so um and when did you launch was it this year or we have sort of more active this year but really i think we came together about 2015 2016 i think 2016 was when we started getting prototypes out and we were kind of just playing around with it a lot um but it was only really in the last couple of years that we started making sort of more and more sort of headway into things and um, started to become more known. That was, I think, 2018 was when we uh, first worked with Henri um, and then got our racket out on the international stage. Uh, I think it's 2018. Yeah, 2018 it was. So, yeah, but prior to that, it was all sort of snail's pace stuff. Um, but, yeah, slowly but surely, we're, uh, we, we kind of didn't want to rush into things and didn't want to um, come up with products that were, were not very good. Um not to say sort of um, like other companies do that or anything like that, but um, we just wanted to, to make sure we, we took our time, got things right, got got the right feedback um, so that we don't, I guess, embarrass ourselves by, you know, putting products out there that don't, don't sort of work well. <laughs> no, I think that's smart. I think it's easy to get, um, I mean, obviously it depends a little bit, but you need patience, I think, in, in any business to, to slowly, slowly build. Uh, before you see any positive results, that's at least my my experience. Um, but you, so it was around five years from the idea to where we are today, at least. That's 
that's where it is. Yes. How how Correct. difficult was the process to you? I mean, did you were there any like big stumbling blocks or, uh, I mean, obviously they they're manufacturing in China. Is that is that tricky or is it pretty straightforward? Um, it, it wasn't too bad um, for us. We, we actually um, our rackets actually manufactured in Taiwan, so it's um, oh, a okay. li- little bit yeah a little bit different. Um, so I mean, majority of rackets these days, as you know, are all made in China, and um, it just so happened that we we I guess um, we could could connect with a contact who um, you know was able to manufacture some rackets for us from Taiwan, um, and they, they actually promised us better sort of uh, tolerances from the get go than some of the other, let's say Babalat for example, with the plus or minus seven. So we were sort of um, you know able to get plus or minus five for our um, initial products, um, and then um, which which was which was good. I mean it was tough, I guess, in the sense the whole communication process to try to get our idea across to them and get them to you know, putting the same attention to detail to, to get what we want exactly and then getting the products to us here, us playing around with it, tweaking and, and sort of, um, and then modifying and, and whatnot. So it, it wasn't too bad, I would say. Um, it, it definitely took time. It took a lot of time, um, which is why it everything has taken as long as it has. But um, at the end of the day, I think we're pretty lucky in the sense that, um, you know, we didn't have any sort of huge, I guess, barriers um, um, or anything like that. We managed to, to get through reasonably smoothly, which was good. Um, kind of stay under the radar, really, for, for the whole time. But, um, yeah, now, now it's time to, I guess, try to become more known and, and see what the world thinks. How did you get in touch with uh, Henri Leconte and, um, and how did he start playing with your rackets? Oh, uh, that was actually, funnily enough, um, pure coincidence. So um, Henri is a, a crowd favorite all over the world, and he um, was a regular sort of um, player at the World Tennis Challenge, which is, um, so that it's, it's kind of a three-night exhibition-style event where they have active players, um, legends, and um, sometimes female players or doubles players. And um, so Henri's been to Adelaide for, for many, many years, and um, I think on the... Second year, I was doing the stringing there, um, got to know him a bit, um, and he, I don't think he had any sort of um, contracts at the time, so he saw our rackets, which which I had with me, um, just, just there um, while I was stringing, and he had a look, had a feel for it, you know, invited me out for a hit on centre court, um, and then cool. thought... Yeah, he said, yeah, it's actually not too bad. I'll tell you what, I'll, you know, help you guys out. Why don't I use it tonight in the match? So, you know, that was, that was, yeah, that, that blew me away. I was like, well, you're kidding, but sure, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, that was our first real um, international exposure, which was really by chance. So he, he used the racket that night. I think it was broadcasted around the world by ESPN2 or something. Um, and then, yeah, he was quite happy with it. And so since then, he... After that, I followed him to Melbourne, um, and then because the racket he used that night was was kind of just our, um, you know, just the racket that we had done to um, the specifications we thought you know suit most players, but it didn't it probably a bit light for him. So we I followed him to Melbourne, and then um, you know um, spoke to him a bit, and then worked out some specs for him, and then um, yeah, then he used it in the Legends tournament for the Australian Open that year, 2018. Um, and yeah, 
went from there really um so that he used to use that was the 98 model um and he yeah i think he used it for roland garros that year as well and and whatnot i can't quite remember so that that was great and then um and then the following year, I think we switched him to an, the uh, 100 model. I think he was looking for a bit bit more forgiveness. Um, and I think we played around with his specs a little bit more, played with around with his strings. But he, he he's he's a great guy. He's, you know, really easy to work with. He's so charismatic. He, you know, he lights up any room he walks into. Um, and, yeah, he's just been just been fantastic so far. So we're very lucky to have been able to work with him. Yeah, it sounds great. It's a great story when it happens organically instead of it's more labored and you have to kind of approach someone and and uh, work it out that way. But I, I think it's it's uh, seems like he's genuinely he liked your products and then you worked it out. So I think that's that's awesome. Uh, so he's using the ninety eight then. Uh, the not uh, the, no, the hundred. So hundred now. Yes, correct. Yeah. So yeah, um, he 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 went. I think, yeah, 98 um, using a hybrid in the past, and then now he's 100 with our multi-filament string. So, yeah, and he came down in weight quite a bit. I guess he he didn't, didn't yeah, just wanted a bit more forgiveness. So I think um, the the one I've done up for you is, is the same specs as what he's using now, I believe. All right. So, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, I've, I've also kind of go down, gone down in specs. I mean, I'm trying testing rackets all the time so it's a little bit tricky because I don't <laughs> like a standard but I, I think in general what you're seeing as a trend is that uh, also accomplished players obviously he is not on tour anymore but still you you most players are looking for a bit more forgiveness uh, tennis is a bit faster you know the, the way it is with more spin and so on so uh, it seems like swing weights in general are, are going down also in the tour yeah definitely and that was what we sort of um no, well, what I yeah we we sort of noticed as well um in all the events here like Adelaide International being the most recent one swing weights are going down, um you know tensions are going down grip sizes are going down in in I guess in the modern game where it's faster and more physical, people are just getting more help from the equipment and um yeah it's I guess it's just the the trend that that we're noticing as well and um, club level as well. Um, players are starting to, 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 I guess, adopt some of these changes as well. And yeah, it's interesting though, but it's definitely a, a tougher, tougher game out there these days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit over the last 10 years, I would say. Uh, and you offer three models, um, like the Oversize and the Tour 98 and the, the Tour 100. Uh, and, and the specs are set or do you, uh, can you get them customized by you? Uh, if you're a, a customer, like, do you contact you yeah, and say, hey, could um, you customize it upwards for an extra fee? Yes. Or how, how does the work, the process? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it's funny because when we first started um, Hazel back in 2015, I think around 2016, maybe when we first launched the website, um, we, we actually started out doing that. So we, we sort of blank canvas people tell us what you want and then we'll, we'll do it. But then we, we kind of found that there's only a very small number of handful of people who know exactly what specs they want. And in a racket they haven't tried, you know, people were probably not really that interested in, in paying a, a fee to, to, you know, get an unknown racket to, to their specs. So um, these days what we do is um, we offer our rackets in um, the, the performance rackets anyway, the 98 and the 100 in pretty much two, two specs that we, we have found to, to work really well. So one is a 300 gram unstrung, uh, one is a 305 gram unstrung. Um, and then they have um, 
depending on the racket, they, they've got the yeah the balance and the swing weight that, that corresponds to that. Um, so it's, it's pr- pretty much two variations of each model. Um, so your your racket, for example, is the 305 gram one, um, whereas mm-hmm. the the rackets um, we sent to Tennis Bin is the 300 gram one. Okay. And um, yeah, so so those are actually our predetermined specs. Um, and that's what we sort of list on our website. Um, however, with that being said, if somebody was to, um, you know, request something different, you know, we could do it. Um, but, you know, as you suggested, there, there will be a sort of a, a different fee for that just because. Yeah, um, mm, so, so um, which, you know, we're happy to do. But, you know, we, we generally recommend people try our predetermined specs because, you know, we, we sort of arrived at these specs after a lot of testing um, and testing with advanced players as well. So, um, you know, advanced players that, that we used to tour. So we, we know that our rackets can, can perform with these specs at high levels of play. Um, so, you know, at like 300 grams unstrung, it's, it's quite, quite friendly for even the club player. Um, all the way through to to sort of tour level play. So, um, but yeah, the short answer is absolutely we can. Um, but we we generally don't recommend it until people have tried our predetermined specs first, because um, yeah, that that works. Um, and we 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 rarely get sort of um, feedback saying oh it's too light or it's not stable enough or you know I don't like the way it feels. They're really nice rackets. I think they have a really nice. Um quality raw feel that I think a lot of players are looking for especially now that nowadays that there are many brands are, are kind of using dampening technology to mute the frame and the feedback quite a bit that's one of the it's been one of the trends maybe it's, it's moving a bit backward from that but it's still one of the key trends I would say letting our process for us is, is also to, to get that um get the specs to, to plus or minus one unit so that, you know, all the rackets that we sell, you know, if you, if you buy a 300 gram um, version of the 98 from us now and you do it again in three months time, you know, it'll be matched. And right. that's kind that's of one of, one of our appeals. Yeah. Um, that we're, we're going for. And you also do strings um, as I'm, I'm testing in the two rackets. Uh, I'm testing uh, the Hazel Tour. Uh, is it 1.25 perhaps the, yeah i think that's the one in, in those rackets um, so how's the process when you when you're what, what are your thoughts behind bringing strings to the market what, what kind of plan do you have there and i mean i really appreciate that you don't have too many products i think that's smart i think if you especially if you're a new player you don't want to overwhelm uh, people with too much choice that's the issue in general i think from all the, the main brands is that there's so many different racket lines people have no idea what to go for for their game and there's not really a clear a clear point of view from saying okay you're if you're a 3.5 player or whatever ranking um the player uses in in their country you should use this or if you're an attacking player you should use this it's, it's quite unclear at times uh, so i think fewer is better in general but what, so you have um two uh, do you have two poly strings and one multi or how how what's the situation with the strings uh, so just just one polystring and yeah one one monofilament um, copolyester and one multifilament. So um, the the polystring just comes in three gauges. Um, so one two zero, one two five, and one three zero. Um, and uh, the multifilament is only in the one three zero at the moment. So um, like you said, we we deliberately didn't want to introduce too many variables into the mix just because you know there's so many products available on the market you know from all the different companies it, it's it's really just just hard to to 
to know what what's right for you unless you test and you, you know it's not realistic to test everything so um how we sort of we we sort of wanted to to you know when when making our string or, or launching our string we just we we wanted a a a good string that we thought would tick a lot of the boxes. So from, I guess, you know, my experience stringing uh, and um, also just playing as well, we kind of just thought, okay, with the monofilament copolyester, we wanted something that was, um, you know, that that played to the strengths of, of that type of string. So we wanted good spin. We wanted good durability. We wanted um, good control. Um, and then... To, to you know make it even better we wanted to, to hold its playability for as long as possible so we kind of spoke to the manufacturer because um, we um, yeah have have contacts um, to because to, we, we don't own any factories to make it ourselves unfortunately yet um, so we, we spoke to people and and sort of you know worked with a few samples and and arrived at yeah what what we have now and um, yeah we feel for a monofilament copolyester it it performs very well um, it, it you know I guess the, one of the biggest positives about it is it, it, it we feel like it holds its playability and tension pretty well for for a string of its category um, and yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear what you think, you know, you, we've sent you a set to, to put into your own racket as well. Um, but, but we're, we're quite happy with it and we feel, you know, the same string in the 120 and the 130 gauge should cater to, you know, most players who, who like that type of string. So would you say it's, um, it's a softer polyester or more control oriented? Where, where would you place it in the category? I would kind of put it in the middle, but slightly, slightly more control. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say it's a soft string. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't say it's a soft string. So um, because of that, you know, we, we, we yeah, we, we do always make sure that whoever uses it, they, they, you know, it's suitable for them. We don't want to cause anyone any injuries. Um, and uh, But that's why we also have the multi and we also have the 120 gauge for, for some players who might want to kind of transition into it because um, that's, yeah. Not not as harsh as the one two five, obviously. So, yeah. And you can always do a hybrid if you want to try kind of uh, put the multi in the mains and the poly in the crosses, for example, and uh, absolutely get a little bit absolutely. softer, powerful feel. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, no, it's um yeah we're pretty happy with the the strings so far, and um I think on Henri played around with with a bit of the both strings and the hybrid, and I think he he. Yeah, eventually settled on the just the, the straight multifilament because um it's actually um we we're pretty happy with how it, it turned out it, it it's quite similar to vs vs gut um, for a multifilament so um you know if if you get a chance and check out the set um it's very very soft that's one thing I'll say so when you're stringing you know it 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 doesn't go through sort of tight spaces well um, because mm -hmm. it's it's so soft um, but once once you get the hang of it um it yeah, it, it handles nicely, um, but it, it's it's a very very soft um, multifilament, um, and we're we're quite happy with how similar it, you know we managed to get it compared to natural gut. So that was that was what we were aiming for um, to to have a good synthetic alternative to natural gut that is sort of friendlier to humid conditions and sort of friendlier to stringers who, you know, might not be as careful when they string. Yeah, I'm gonna try it for sure. Uh, put it in a mid. I, I like multis in mids. It's a pretty nice feeling. Um, so, are you following closely in the the racket industry? I mean, have you done a lot of research before you launched this, or was it more kind of a gut feeling, or 
kind of an emotional thing you wanted to do just because it felt like, I mean, you love tennis and you want to be working in the tennis business? Yeah, I would say it's probably, to be honest, more... Yeah, like what you said, more emotion-driven, just because, um, you know, my business partner and I's love for the game and, you know, our, our desire to, to do something and um, to, to have an Australian brand out there. Um, because, funnily enough, all the research we did, every sort of person we spoke to who was in the industry or who, I guess, was well-placed well, well placed in the industry told us not to do it. <laughs> every, oh, okay. Everyone said, everyone told us, you, you, you're nuts you're going to lose money, you're, you know, it's, it's, you're going to get squeezed out, it's not worth it, do something else, and um, yeah, pretty much everybody, yeah, either laughed at us, or, or were kind enough to just tell us to, to back out, which, which I appreciate, because they're looking out for, for our best interests, but, and I, while I respect their, sort of, um, their opinions, and their, their advice, we, we kind of stuck to our guns, and thought, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, we don't want to look back 20, 30 years from now and thought, gee, I wish we, we tried to do something, but it's too late now. Um, who knows what's going to happen in that time? At least, you know, we can, yeah, give it a go and, and see, see, see what happens, really. Yeah, I think you're doing the right thing. I think, uh, I mean, talking from my own experience, I think it's having worked with all kinds of different industries it's so much easier to get uh, kind of your max performance from yourself when you're working with something you actually like because uh, otherwise it's 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 a grind and it's a job if it's a passion at least you get that extra 10 20 percent from your own um inspiration and your own energy so i think you're doing the right thing i think everyone should at uh, least absolutely. if they can try to to shoot for the stars and, and see if they can bring something um, that they are passionate about uh, instead of just something that makes 100% business sense because that's not always a guarantee either, you know. Definitely, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, um, you know, when when we work on on sort of hazel hazel things, you know, it's it's not quite as 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 boring or as taxing as say working on on other things other other yeah. work related sort of activities you know you you automatically have more vested interests more passion towards it and um and you know it's it's opened a lot of doors for us um which has been fantastic you know like when we first started it we we didn't think we would yeah be be able to sort of work quickly with with players and you know get access to um, you know, grand slams with with um, guest passes that that get you behind the scenes, which which was yeah you know a really nice thing um, with with Henri. Um, and so it's it's opened doors. It's you know given us great contacts, and um, it's yeah it's it's been a great ride so far. And you know we're hopefully only picking up speed from here. So yeah, I think I think it's just you have to keep keep going and and try different things, experiment and see we'll see what works and kind of work with that. That's the benefit of being a small company. You can be a bit more agile and try things, and then you know if it doesn't work, you try something else. It's not, it's not rocket science in that that sense. Do you do anything besides this, or I mean, I get is this a full time thing for you now? Yeah, it, it's taking up a lot of my time. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, we we sort of work with some contractors as well, which which help us um, do um, a bit of the work here and there. Um, uh, that aside, I, I am actually a, a qualified dentist. So, oh, wow. Okay. And, yeah, and my business partner is actually a qualified um, oral surgeon. So that, that's how we, we sort of got to know each other through healthcare. <laughs> that's and, cool. Um, 
Yeah, so so that that's sort of our our professions, you know, prior to this. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's we, we we enjoy doing that and we we do it well. But you know, it's like you said, it's it's, it's different when it comes to a passion and it's something that we, uh, yeah, we're always happy to to you know put our time and effort and energy towards. And um, yeah, it's it's yeah, we're quite pleased with how it's going and you know only hope it will continue from here do you have any like upcoming plans that you're i mean i know it, of course the whole tennis season was was thrown kind of a, into a weird situation with with the coronavirus but and uh, now it's back uh, obviously it's not that easy to travel um but do you have any kind of uh, you know events on the horizon or any new you know marketing approaches or products that you're you're planning on or or do you just keep doing what you're doing do you work with like juniors or um what's what's your strategy for kind of getting the brand out um so yeah we've we've had quite a lot of um inquiries um in the last month or so from player players all over the world juniors seniors um even from some some sort of um top 100 atp guys as well um and sort of we're reviewing all those at the moment we we kind of put a pause on all sort of prospective sponsorships during covid just just um while we sort of figure out our strategy uh, moving forwards. Um, because in Australia anyway, um, I think tennis events have been cancelled for the rest of the year. So all sort of future level, even sort of state tournaments and things like that have been, yeah, cancelled. Um, so we're just, just kind of waiting to see how it's going locally before we, I guess, come up with uh, more of a, I guess, um, you know, come out, and, and do something locally anyway. But in the meantime, we, we're stuck here, so we can't really travel. But we, we're certainly still quite active communicating with, um, you know, people all over the world um, who are expressing interest. Um, had quite a few people contact us about distribution rights. So we might, um, you know, just play around with that a little bit. Um, but the the toughest thing with COVID is, is post has been a nightmare. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the, the rackets we sent to you took three months to get there. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, it's been really weird <laughs> with that old situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the main problem with that was um, Melbourne was the hardest hit really in the second wave, and all the mail that goes from Adelaide internationally, I think, transits through Melbourne. So that really sort of um, put us behind a lot. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep sort of communicating with people, and um, we hope to to you know keep sending out rackets and. Um, fulfilling orders and um, hopefully start to to talk about um, broadening our broadening our horizons and and um, setting up more distribution rights across the world so we have more of a presence because um, that's probably our biggest question that we get is can can we demo your racket in Canada or can we demo your racket in um, Mexico or Iran or um, Europe Sweden you know we we get sort of um, a lot of those questions and and at the moment it's we're we're still working on it please please bear with us um but hopefully you know in the next few months we can you know get start to get some relationships going and and get getting our rackets more readily available so people can yeah test them out for themselves do you play how often do you play get to play tennis do you play with your um, business partner or you you're you know playing tournaments or or how how is your tennis life so uh, yeah in in the past up to maybe age 15, 16. I think I was I was pretty into it. I was playing tournaments, junior tournaments, and and um, I, I went to a special interest tennis school um, where we we um, you know had tennis could study tennis as a subject, and um, and sort of play tennis during school, which was pretty cool. Um, but 
I, I sort of um, didn't never really took that next step where I, I dedicated a lot more time to tennis. So um, I, I took a bit of a break probably, you know, when I was heading towards the end of high school and so I could go to university. I had to sort of keep my grades decent to, to get through and, um, you know, get through university. But in the last few years, I've, I've started to, to sort of get back into it. Um, been working with a few of the, 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 you know, better, better players in the state, which has been really, really good. And um, we've partnered with them and they've been a great resource to, to sort of test our rackets and products as well. Um, you know, I, I would love to, I'm, I'm 30 years old now, I'd love to sort of, um, you know, maybe play on the seniors, uh, ITF seniors once I'm 35, maybe move towards that. Um, I still, I think I, I play at a reasonable level, but um, not really sort of competing as much at the moment. But yeah, certainly something I'd love to do in the future, um, you know, see, see the world, travel a bit and, and play tennis. Yeah, that's that's the life, right? Uh, no, the ITF uh, seniors tour seems to be a lot of fun. I mean, I've signed up, but I never played an event uh, yet. But I hope <laughs> to do that. I have a, several friends that that do, and they think they're they're great events, social uh, socially as well. I mean, you you travel and you meet some some new people, and you play some tennis, and it's competitive, but it's also very social. So it seems like a great thing to do when uh, when, when travel returns. Is there anything more you would like to share about Hazel? I mean, I will work on, on a review for your products. Uh, we'll publish this um, this podcast, uh, which is, is great. I think it's it's uh, excellent to be able to talk to you and hear your your own personal story and the background for the for the brand and, and your experience in tennis. Uh, really helps also for for people looking to um, to kind of go for your rackets to have more of an idea of, of uh, where it is from and, and what it is. I guess uh, just a little bit more about about the company. I mean, we, I mean, our, our focus has always been on um, performance, um, playability, performance, rather than on cosmetics. So that that's why um, you know we, we went with the blackout sort of design because um, we didn't want any distractions, and also at the same time we didn't want to to have consumers feel like you know we you know once they buy it. You know they like it, but it's going to be out of season next year, and you're going to have to buy oh, yeah. another one if you want to keep it in season. So, I mean, that's probably a, a, a not the best business decision. Um, but but we we our, our focus has always been on on that because um, for for the you know non-professional player, rackets can last quite a few years, um, and if if they they get you know invest in a couple of rackets that are that are matched and they they know and they're comfortable with there's no reason why um you'd have to really replace it unless they they broke um and um you know as as you know with professionals you know they they a lot of them use rackets they've used their whole lives and you know just update them with paint jobs every year because they know they know that that it works so um i guess the cosmetic side of thing just really becomes just a marketing thing um and as does the, the technology so that that's why we, we don't really um you know try to advertise any technology because i mean there's we don't we don't have a fancy technology in our racket and we we, we don't mind that because we we just go to the basics um and we just have the racket you know as pure as we can get it and just just focus on the technical side of things to so that it performs and you know it, it's kind of really giving giving um you know the, the general public the experience of what the pro players get with with their rackets you know whenever they they sign a contract you know they're, they're talking specs they're talking um they're not talking about technology or paintwork they're, they're just talking performance and that that's 
I guess how we we see ourselves as being different and what we want our focus to be on, which is, um, yeah, just just performance rather than yeah anything else. And you know, we we we're resonating with a few people, and hopefully, it can only grow from there. Yeah, I think I think the blacked out thing is, um, and now obviously there are a few blacked out frames on the market, but it's it's still something that a lot of I know, um, kind of perhaps more advanced players or or you know tennis nerds that like rackets and, and appreciate they they want that clean uh, feel they don't want they don't like marketing they want it blacked out because that's like almost pro stock feeling in a way mm-hmm. and and it to be more about the the rackets than than the kind of technology and marketing and so on because there's I mean obviously in this industry like in any industry it's a lot of selling it, it to uh, a new paint job and you suddenly it's, it's double the price from what an older oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, the difference is not that that great you know going back five years ten years in tennis rackets in general that's that's really how it is it's not changed that much rackets gone a bit bigger head size and they're a bit yes. lighter and a bit stiffer but in general there's not been a huge evolution in the technology in the racket mm-hmm no, hundred percent. And even, even you know, as you know, even if there is, you know, how quickly it's probably not really going to be adopted on the pro circuit, um, because or, or utilized very, you know, not not very much anyway. Because a lot of these guys, they, you know, all the rackets don't have the technology that the that you know that they're endorsing. So it's it's one of those things that yeah, it's almost we feel it's. Yeah, it's great for business, great for marketing, but um, not not really um, much more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, it, which one of the your models are are you using? Is it the 98? Uh, I started with the 98, um, but then because I'm not a very big guy, so um, then I quickly uh, moved to the 100 once we released that one, just to give myself a little bit more um, a bit more forgiveness, a bit more power and spin. Um, I, I like the 98 quite well, but um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, didn't hurt to have a little bit of help from the 100. So it, but, it's um, uh, slightly yeah. longer. What what's uh, what was your reasoning behind uh, that? It's like ever so slightly. It's like uh, ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah, like point point one inch. Um, and it's just to accommodate for a slightly longer handle. So um, the 98 is more of a, a traditional type handle length, um, which you know is a bit short for some people uh, who have double handed backhands. Um, whereas the the 100, we just wanted to increase the length. Um, a little bit so that yeah those with double-handed backhands can sort of feel more comfortable um so yeah if you compare them yeah it's just got that that little bit extra on the on the 100 um which yeah we we feel yeah is good you know um and we i think we up the balance a little bit just to to i guess um counteract the that extra length as well so you'll notice the, the balance is a bit bit I think three millimeters higher on on the 100 compared to the 98, but swing weight's very similar, so. Now it's not so much extended, but it's at least for, for some shorter players, a lot of, I get a lot of questions about whether they should use an extended length racket or not. Uh, I know your your oversize is, is extended to 27.5, uh, so it's good to yes. have that option. But um, yeah, they ask because obviously you get a bit more reach, you get a bit more pop on your oh. serve with an extended length, but then it's a question of whether you can you know maneuver it enough yeah. and so on so it's it's people are getting a bit more knowledgeable about the different options out there um oh absolutely absolutely and um yeah your, your channel has been fantastic in 
educating the world so you know i think you know I'm, I'm a fan of your channel as well and i think you know you put up fantastic content you know that's that's you know very very factually correct and you know always always interesting and yeah no so yeah thank you for for you know what you're doing and you know i, I think it's it's fantastic thanks a lot i appreciate it no i'm just trying to kind of share the passion that's really what i think you're doing as well i think it's uh, tennis is one of those things that might not always make financial sense but it uh, kind of makes sense for your heart and your your body and everything else because it's a great sport and it's a lot of fun and people in tennis are generally quite nice people as well so it seems like a it's a nice community uh, we have in this, this sport definitely definitely and it's um yeah it's it it's such a i guess all popular sport in in yeah, all over the world and you know all, all the yeah as you said community you know all the the connections you can can make from it it's it's just like one big big family and you know um it's yeah it's it's fantastic it's it's yeah well, well i feel very fortunate to to be able to be in the position to do this and um yeah, it's it's yeah something that i think is, is a, a true blessing so yeah i can't complain <laughs> That's great. I think that's the, the attitude to have as well. Are you watching any tennis right now? Are you watching Rome or uh, or did you watch the US Open? Uh, the highlights. I watch a lot of the highlights. Um, I think because of the time difference, sometimes I can't can't quite catch catch it live. But um, yeah, no. So the highlights are always always good to watch, and I think it's it's great that social media is making the highlights so readily available. And um, yeah, so just keep keeping an eye on that as well. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's it's great to see everyone back, and you know, people seem to be in in decent form still, which is which is good, you know, despite such a long absence from the tour. Um, and um, it's just strange though, with with all the empty stadiums and and everything else, um, very very strange. But I guess that's new normal, and it's, it's good to yeah be able to see see, you know, um, the tour resume, which which is good. So hopefully, um, the rest of the world, yeah continues to do that and hopefully yeah we get a good good you know a few months yeah let's hope for that and let's hope uh, i mean they're they are trying to do um like a, i guess 50 percent or 25 percent spectators uh, compared to normal in, in the french open so we'll see how that works hopefully they they can contain that and, and keep it safe for everyone and, and still get some crowd because the tennis needs uh, crowds i think most people are are, are, are realizing that although I, I in my opinion like having tennis back without spectators is better than not having it back but it's still you you oh, do miss the crowd engagement oh definitely yeah the atmosphere is just not the same it's uh yeah a bit empty but um yeah like you said you know it's 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 much better to have have matches back on and you know good tennis back on our screens than than yeah not <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's yeah it's yeah it's good well, thanks a lot, Jeffrey, for your time. Uh, thanks for shipping those two really nice looking and playing rackets. I, I enjoyed them today. It was the first hit, so I need more time. But uh, it definitely is something I, I, I enjoy in a racket. Uh, you, you got that right, uh, I must say. So I will be playing with them more and uh, be ready to, to publish my review in a, in a while. Uh, and best of luck to you and your business partner with uh, pushing the brand and getting the, your rackets out to the world. Thank you. Thank you for, for, you know, your time and effort. And um, we, we hope you, you like it. And, you know, any, any feedback you have, you know, we'll sort of certainly appreciate and work with. And, but yeah, um, yeah, we look forward to, I guess, you know, your feedback and your, your review. And um, yeah, hope to, yeah, catch up with you sometime, you know, whether in Europe or in Australia or. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, take care, Jeffrey. Stay safe and uh, all the best.
Same to you. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Ciao, ciao.